got super worked up about it. Got like intentionally tried to get tied up with Aaron Gordon and was really trying to muscle him around and uh, just not 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 uh, not. Well, I guess LeBron's done that stuff his entire career, but coming up so short there in the final few moments—that's not something that we're totally used to. Although when you're the guy taking the shots at the end of the game, sometimes it doesn't go your way. And they're swept. Yeah. Is that the first time LeBron's been swept? I don't think so because okay. I'm pretty sure they went to the finals. They like in got not swept by they they beat Dwight Howard in the Magic and then got swept by the Spurs, I believe. His first trip. I think they did get swept his first yeah. trip. Yeah. Um, but what I was gonna mention too, the other thing LeBron did last night where I was shocked. It felt like I was watching a college game. Uh, and it was in memoriam of John Higgins retiring. Uh they called back to back charges on Jokic. With LeBron, uh, it was like a five-point game or so, too. Like, they were huge turnovers that helped the Lakers get back into it with about four or five minutes to go. It's like, what what are, what are we doing here? Like, really? I guess if there is one person that can knock LeBron over, it is Jokic. The first one was definitely LeBron just selling it and getting a LeBron call. The second one actually might have been a charge. And, like, he actually might have gotten enough contact to go down. But it was like, come on, really? <sighs> LeBron has been swept before, actually the third time. Still trying to figure out what the second time is because we have figured out the first two. But 53 playoff series, swept three times. That's pretty good. I'll, you're playing 53 playoff series and only three of them have you just been outmatched, outmanned. We could do the Hamilton song if we wanted to. Uh, we won't, but that's not bad. 5% of his series, yeah. Uh, that's still very impressive from LeBron James. But that being said, and, and Anthony Davis, we don't like seeing him get swept. We don't like seeing the UK players on the Lakers get swept. Uh, it is what it is. LeBron also said he's unsure if he'll be back with the Lakers next year. Come on. His son's going to play at USC. Do we really have to have all this drama? He's going to be a Laker. He could go to the Clippers. I guess, but I don't see that happening. Go back to Russell Westbrook. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's post game though. He's gonna say, "I don't know what's next." It's not uh, like he's not gonna live in LA. You know, he can go. What, what if he's just like, you know what? I see this young group up and coming. I'm going to be a Sacramento King. The King is a King. That would make sense, actually. I wonder if De'Aaron Fox and well. I was going to say De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, but it really would just strictly probably be up to De'Aaron Fox. I wonder if De'Aaron Fox would even want that. Probably so, I would think, but not a guarantee. LeBron ain't, ain't he's still really, really good for his age, but he ain't what he used to be. I don't think he's a top five player in the NBA. I know what he did last night was impressive, but they look, they lost. They still lost. Uh, yeah. This, still wasn't it, the best player on the floor at any moment in the game. Well, I think he he was there for like the first half. He was awesome. I think he hit four all four of his threes and was like eleven to thirteen from the field. But I, I get what you're saying. Part of what it comes down to is, uh, like Anthony Davis has to just be that consistent guy, and he's it's not that consistent right now. Like he has those moments where he's awesome and is untouchable, and then others where it's not the case. And let's be real, too. Nuggets are just a better overall team, whereas the Lakers, they needed, like, Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves to be awesome all the time. They just aren't awesome all the time kind of players. Maybe Reeves is. He's going to get paid this offseason, but 
Uh, Nuggets role players were much more consistent. And as much as we don't want to talk about it, like because the, 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 the star power runs the NBA later on in the playoffs, it, a lot of it comes down to how your your other guys perform at spots, you know, three, four, five, six. Like Andrew Wiggins balling out for the Warriors last year as the fourth or fifth guy, right? That mm-hmm. a lot of it comes down to um, maybe not necessarily having like being eight guys deep, but having some quality depth in that rotation. Murray finished with 25 points last night without hitting a three, which you're probably not going to get too many games. He doesn't hit a three and, and scores uh, as well as he did. A nice double-double for Anthony Davis, 21 and 14. He had a bad shooting night and in the first half, and I'm guessing this continued in the second half, saw it a little bit in the fourth quarter. They were just giving him outside shots. It's like, AD, you can knock those down. But I think he got in his own head, was like, mm-hmm. I'm so open. He'd step into a couple of them and – I think he's probably just better catching and shooting in some of those situations. He had a rough shooting night, 6 of 15. And then uh, no Jared Vanderbilt or Winyan Gabriel last night, at least according to the old box score. So uh, good games for the Cats last night. Jamal Murray will be playing in the NBA Finals. And who will he be going up against? The Miami Heat can join them this evening. Do we think the Miami Heat join them this evening? I do. Uh, I think. Yeah, and what's crazy is we might have three sweeps in our like in consecutive days because in the NHL playoffs, the Florida Panthers are about to pull off a sweep. So, yeah, I was wrong last night, I, and I did unfortunately make my way over to Indiana, so I did bet it. But I was on the Lakers, lost that one. Think the Heat this this is just the worst sports radio you can get, but I think the Heat win, but almost like the the Celtics money line for value. Because I think it's gonna come down to the wire. Maybe the Celtics I, I, I just think NBA teams, it takes a lot to sweep them, especially this late. And I know we're literally coming off the night a team was just swept, but it, it takes a lot. And you you can show, I think you show a lot of fight in those elimination games. And the Lakers did. They just couldn't get the, the final buckets there to drop for them. So I like the value in the Celtics, although I think the Heat win narrowly. So I can't have it both ways. If I were to bet it, if I do make my way over to Indiana today, which I don't think I have planned, um, I, I would I would go Celtics money line. But point being, nothing's going to surprise me tonight. I just like the little bit of juice you get from the Celtics. Here's the thing with the Celtics. And the, the Lakers just got swept last night, as you touched on. They try hard. Lakers play extremely hard. The Celtics in this series have not played hard. They've looked disinterested the whole time, like they don't want to be there. I, I don't know if maybe they thought it was going to be a cakewalk because Miami's the eighth seed, but whatever it is, Celtics have not looked like they've wanted to play in this series. So, for that reason, I'm taking Miami. They've also looked really gassed. Yeah, true. Because, I mean, they did have to go six against the Hawks, seven against the Sixers. And um, after Grant Williams had his little blow-up in game two, it just the air got taken out of the balloon. So, um, I I trust Spolster to put the client. Yeah, I I don't – what would you say that number was – TJ, the, the Heat are given one and a half, but you can get even money on, or you can get plus one hundred, yeah, for the for the Celtics money line, which isn't even that great odds. Um, well, if you, but like they are again, you know, they're they're the they're the big seed, they're the top seed. The Heat aren't. 
is Jimmy Butler due for just a bad game or just even not even a bad game? Is he due for just an okay game? So if you can get the the number one seed in an elimination game plus 100, we could be coming back tomorrow and being like, well, we saw why that was the case. But I, I, I like I like that play, but I'm very conflicted as as I sound. Yeah, and 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 that's just been this the trying to predict these conference playoffs. I, I I thought the Lakers and Nuggets after those that first game was like, all right, this this one could be a fun long series, and nope. Get out the brooms. Like, it's all said and done. Um, I did mention, though, the, the Panthers. Um, I, I mostly knew that that was happening because of uh, Brooks Kepka sightings in the crowd. Now, did you all see the PGA champ uh, celebrating with his favorite hockey team he's, on Monday night? He's a Panthers fan? Well, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's like most golfers. He lives in SoFlo. He's a big Panthers guy. Hmm. I didn't know there were many Panther fans, to be honest. I, you know, if you're a rich golfer and you need a place to go get hammered, I guess, uh, I guess the Panthers probably your best choice, right? Watch a little hockey. Hey, by the way, did you all know that every Florida team has made the playoffs? So we're not counting baseball. They haven't had their playoffs yet. But every Florida team has made the playoffs with the exception of the Orlando Magic. Pretty cool, right? Huh. Every NFL team, uh, you had the Heat, and then for hockey, you had Tampa Bay and Florida. Pretty awesome. Tough look for the Magic. Very tough. No doubt. Uh, But if you have not seen the pictures or videos of Brooks Kepka just like rolling through a post-major championship bender, uh, the, the clapping video is the one that really got me because like you could tell in the middle of his intense clapping, he kind of just loses his train of thought and is just... His eyes, it's just thousand yard stare. So I, I love it. It's it's very relatable, very relatable. Except for the part where, like, it's the most relatable you can be after winning what ten million dollars as a major champion. So uh, shout out to Brooks for just being being the people's party and championing up with the, the hockey folks last night. You you call it like a lost stare. I, I think he is dialed in. Those eyes are those eyes are <laughs> fixed on on something. Yeah. He's, it's on the puck. Yeah, it's on the puck. I've it's hard, it's hard to pay puck. attention to that little puck. Yeah, absolutely. Did I, snow. I, th- I think I, I read somewhere that the Coyotes are looking to move, Scoots. Is that accurate? Ooh, oh, I have not heard that, it, no. But I believe it. Gentlemen, you all, you all don't know the, co- the Coyotes fiasco? Let's yeah, hear it, you I, NHL I, expert. I mean, no, I don't know all of it, but I know that Oh, they're, it's they're a, looking to move, and why not Louisville, Kentucky? It's a it's a hilarious nightmare. The whole like, with that, sparing all the details, they essentially got kicked out of their arena, and they were playing in a, an Arizona State's college arena, like four thousand seats. I did see that. I did sell see it that, out. I did see that they were playing in that tiny little arena. Um, I didn't know why that was. They they got yeah. kicked out of where the Suns play. Uh, yes, and then. They also, uh, so they were trying to raise money, like do the old classic referendum, let's vote to build the Coyotes a new arena uh, with taxpayer money. And they had something like, I don't know, $400,000 spent to like drum up buzz and add money and stuff locally to vote for it. And there was a pack that fundraised $4 million to, to not pass it. And so, of course, 
It did not pass. Just the people there don't care about the Coyotes. And they're, the only reason why they tried to keep it, TJ, they've had – there was as many owners as bankruptcies in that franchise's 27-year history. I want to say seven uh, – or no. It's, it's, it was some stat about as many owners, bankruptcies, and they had more owners and bankruptcies than playoff appearances in 27 years. And I think it was around 11, and they had seven playoff appearances. So there's been constant turnover there. And they really just wanted to keep it there because, they, you know, Phoenix is a large city. I want to say that Connor McDavid's from there. So, like, the NHL is like, we got to keep our footprint there. The commissioner really wants them to be there. Um, but then after the vote did not pass, um, like, they're, they're just like, damn it, what are we going to do next? There was a social media intern who tweeted out a poll, said, where do you want to see us? Uh, build our home next and it had like Mesa, Tempe, all these Arizona places and uh, within four hours there was a social media job posting on Indeed.com. <laughs> oh yeah the, 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 I, I think if you look at all the laughable franchises uh, the Arizona Coyotes they gotta be uh, they gotta be the biggest train wreck of them all well you know who loves a good joke Scooter Dingus. Well, sure, but Papa John Schneider. Oh. Let him yeah. oversee this joke. Let him be the owner of said joke. And you bring it back on over to Louisville. You let them check out the Yum Center. They're like, wow, this is a lot better than a crappy little uh, Arizona State college campus. And then you realize that Louisville doesn't have any of the big four, major four pro sports franchises. And boom, winner. And then TJ becomes a big hockey fan. I, I just don't know if that could happen. I just I can't imagine just hearing John Schnatter. I ate forty coyotes in forty days and sweating. Wouldn't work. I like I. You know, at first I was like, "Scoots, we're just kind of having fun here. We're not being serious." And then you you really took it in a direction I didn't see coming. <laughs> hey, he's he's it having fun. He's joking he's with it. Yeah. Like. It, the John Schneider redemption tour has to start at some point, and it's going to obviously have to start with him spending a ton of money to make people just move past other things in his life. And even like, what better way to spend your money than bring a professional sports team to Louisville? Man, that'd be fun too. Uh, I would. Would the Coyotes with that nickname still play in Kentucky? Oh my gosh, I'd see Coyotes all the freaking time whether dead on the road or living elsewhere. They're all over Kentucky. The only thing is, like, Coyotes suck. I don't want to celebrate them. Uh, right, right. Coyotes bad. No offense to Coyotes. It would fit, though. I mean, we have Coyotes galore around these parts. So it would it would actually fit. Same with the bats. We have bats all over town, too. No big deal. So... We we have a do we, we've got yeah I think our we've got a, bats we've, at least though are they're like they're like good at eating bugs keeping pests away now they get in your house that can be a pain in the butt but um they're not as pesky as a coyote could be especially if you have a road runner that's exactly oh speaking of roads I've got something happened yesterday it was not fun not ideal oh, I'll no. talk about my experiences I. I'm I'm being facetious. I uh, got into a little traffic jam yesterday. We'll Ooh, come back. We'll I talk about we that. We're going to have a road rage. And TJ road rage. 
Road Rage TJ? Uh, no, but no, but related to that, yes. So, y- yes and no to answer your question as clearly as I possibly could. Potentially, maybe. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. We'll obviously talk UK basketball and just the cluster bleep that is as well. So we'll definitely get to that. Trust us. This is KRC. We'll be back. Please stand up. Because I'm Slim Shady. Yes, I'm the real shady. All you other Slim Shadies are just imitating. So won't the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. Please stand up. Will Smith don't got a cuss in his rap. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Son, you got a panty on your head. From the coal mines of Kentucky to the California sun, Bobby shared the secrets. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96 Roll 1 at 1450 AM. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen on your Tuesday morning. The Batcats take on Alabama down in Hoover to start SEC tournament play today at 530. Yep. They they get these SEC tournament uh, finished. They get them completed. Not that we're usually watching the, the end of the tournament, but Batcats made a nice little run last year. They've made runs in our lifetime, but I'm, so they so they do find ways to get the tournament completed, but I'm still surprised they just don't have this bad boy in Tampa every year where the Rays play, just so weather isn't a factor because it's always a factor. So when Kentucky plays at 5:30 tonight, decent chance it's probably not going to start till a little bit later on. Feel like that's a every year thing. Well, and, and games can go long, obviously, and then you get rain delays, and then the games even go long. And again, every year they do find a way to get it all finished. But I'm surprised that just every conference tournament doesn't just play indoors and know that, hey, this game's starting at this time, and unless the one runs long, which they don't run as long as they used to now that you got the pitch clock, then this one's going to start at this time, and weather will not be a factor at any portion. I um go to Houston once you get the Texas and Oklahoma schools. I don't care. I am worried about the Bat Cats. Oh no. Um, yeah. Did you see how they spent some of their time off in between uh the end of the regular season and start of the SEC tournament? You've got some injury concerns? No, I have some just like, what are you doing, you idiots? They went to freaking play golf. They went to top golf and we've we've Discussed it at length here. We are pro Top Golf. We've ran into each other at a Top Golf. You two have gone by yourselves, but we're also not baseball players. And I'm not a baseball expert, but that that's like a rule among baseball players is don't don't play golf because it could mess with your swing. I know these guys are better than when you're you know your high school coach or whatever like they are, but still to why why risk it? Why why kick off postseason play? When you're a team that's not great offensively, to just go hit golf balls for an afternoon when you're a baseball player, I just don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that they probably aren't as worried about it as you are. Um, I was more concerned why they didn't go to the Louisville Top Golf. Um, which one? I'm assuming they just went to wherever. Who do you Birmingham. think that was? Birmingham. Yeah. Uh, that, that's my assumption. Now, wh- okay, I don't know why you sense. need to go down there on Sunday to play on Tuesday, but 
Yeah, that's why I was like, I I didn't think they'd be down there that early, but I guess they they probably were or somewhere along the way. I thought it looked similar to the Cincinnati one, and I was like, well, no way they'd drive to the Cincinnati one to go to Topgolf when, one, it's not on the way to Alabama, and two, if you're going to go out of your way, you may as well just go to the nice Louisville one. Keep your Topgolf dollars in the state. Right. Regardless, I don't think there's anything wrong with them letting loose, having a little fun. Hey, here's a day off before postseason play starts, and from here on out, it's every game matters. If you don't win, you could be heading home. It's true. It's so true. I'm okay. I'm okay with them having a little bit of fun. Roush, I wasn't having fun yesterday. I got in probably my longest traffic jam that I've been in in maybe ten years. Really? Where Where was this? There was a accident on 71. Shortly after you'd get on from the Waterson or where the Waterson and 71 meet. And so it was probably just a couple miles from there. And I must have been not too many cars behind it, probably just like 30 seconds ish. I don't know what happened, but I'm heading out to an appointment and one solid hour not moving. Oh, no. I know. Doesn't that suck? Yeah. That. Now, of course, I was grateful that I wasn't involved in the accident and be much better having to wait an hour than having to have an ambulance ride. But it was it was a solid hour, not moving, just sitting there, not knowing how long you're going to be there. And it was it was somewhat interesting. Um, So you're sitting there and you're like, okay, this is longer. Like, I haven't even seen a brake light. Nobody's even moved an inch. This probably is not good. And then probably about 10 minutes after that was when you had the emergency crew show up. That's why I figured it had it. It obviously was very recent. And you saw them coming down 71 South. And I was like, well, I wonder if that's coming to this accident because they do have the little crossover barrier. So they couldn't come across the median. And I was like, if that's them coming the other way, one, they're a little slow. And two, that means they're going to have to loop around. And all these cars, are they going to move? Like, are we all going to move to the right? Are we all going to move to the left? Are we going to, like, part the seas and let them come down the middle of 71? And that's what we ended up doing. Everybody just, like, people on the right move to the right. People on the left move to the left. Hmm. And it was, like, two fire trucks, two ambulances, and then probably seven cop cars. And, yeah, we just parted the seas. They still had to kind of go slow just to make sure they didn't accidentally clip anybody. But they make their way all the way down to the accident. And then once that happened, you're like, well, buckle up. On the good, on the one hand, at least they're there. On the other hand, probably means they've got a lot of work they've got to do. And I could see the flashing lights from my car. So I was like, all I want to do is not see that flashing light anymore. And that probably means that... that at least that cop car has moved and it probably moved because maybe we're, we're opening things back up. But yeah, after that, it was about another 12, 10 minutes after the ambulances came, maybe 15 to 20 that like the traffic accounts in Louisville started to post about it. And it was kind of fun seeing how the, the ripple effect of all that. And then even when I, I had to do an appraisal over in Charleston, Indiana. And so that's, East uh, that went I went down the new bridge the Charlestown bridge. Charlestown Charlestown and then I ended up having to do an appraisal in PRP so like very opposite ends of right right uh, of the city but when I was when I got to PRP later that day like hours later there was still supposedly like a, a 10 minute traffic delay on 71 
Um, and that was hours later. 71 in the Waterson was still backed up. They said that if you got caught in it, you probably were going to be, it was going to be an extra 10 minutes. I was like, that is crazy. That is hours since the accident happened. And they still haven't really got the tra- traffic pattern down. But yeah, one hour. That was, if you want to figure out a, a good way to change your schedule for the day, an hour of traffic. That'll do the trick. Don't know if there was any fatalities or the result. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything further on it. But it was a pretty gnarly wreck. Multiple cars involved. Um, I'm sure. Um, those are tough. I feel like 71 is where that happens most often, too. And I don't, I don't really know why. But when you have signs off of exit on 71 that are like alert signs with flashing yellow lights that say traffic incident on 71 like that's that's when you know it's bad and happens quite often they are at least working to do the three lanes there but i don't, I still don't know how much that will that will help you know it can't hurt but it's just i thought you were going to say like when you're driving on 71 there's always these signs for construction and even that could be somewhat distracting or somebody could maybe be going too fast they see that sign it's like oh i need to slow down there's construction that could cause accidents um, but yeah, the, 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 what they're doing there should help, but it's just going to be such a nightmare. They haven't even really started on, started on it. They're working their way down to 71 to the Waterson, but once they actually get to that portion, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to back up the Waterson all the way. 71 probably means that's going to start getting crowded coming from downtown, which usually that's pretty smooth for the most part. It's gonna be it's gonna be a nightmare, and then the VA hospital th- that thing. If you haven't driven by Brownsboro and the Waterson in a while, you are going to be shocked by the ginormous structured building to your right. I drive by it every day, so I'm I'm used to seeing it. But for people that maybe haven't been in this part of town for a few weeks, maybe even a mm-hmm. month or more, or if you're from outside of Louisville and you don't know what I'm talking, or you know the area I'm talking about, you're not gonna believe it. This thing is ginormous. Lots that's of cranes lot working of, out there. We're big. Have Duke's more, a big fan. That that's going to have more traffic. Um. Anyways, there's your little there's your city infrastructure update. You know, you come to KRC for it, and we always deliver. Happy to do it today. Nick Roush, does John Calipari deliver? Hmm. Hmm. There's a lot of worries. There's a lot of worries. They're only being amplified, and uh, it happened yesterday because of. Seemingly, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but people are now starting to worry, like, is Antonio Reeves actually going to come back? Uh, and, yeah, it. I, my, my big picture takeaway, TJ, is I, the more I thought about it, the more I'm worried about the other TJ leaving UK. Feels like a canary in the coal mine situation. Like, that dude moved from Florida to work, KSR and KSTV, move his whole family up here, and then ends up getting a job being basically Calipari's right-hand man. Things got to be not great if he's willingly choosing to leave that job. Like it, just, it just doesn't add, out, add up to me. I have not spoken with him about it, so this isn't any sort of inside uh, baseball or anything, but I just, that, the, the more I thought about it, the more that that, like, the more that, that worries me. Yeah, I mean, it's like weak old news for you to circle back on. I You haven't heard anything. No, no, like I haven't heard more about it. I just think that that, 
of all of this like weird stuff going on, that just feels like I, I, I can kind of put my head, I can kind of bury my head in the sand on a lot of these things and kind of excuse it away one by one. Um, kind of like how you would do with some of the losses Kentucky had uh, last year where you'd say, well, this game, you know, this is just a one-off. You know, you can kind of talk yourself out of it at the time. Similar to this where you can kind of talk yourself, well, Kansas needed Hunter Dickinson, you know, uh, more insurances. He doesn't have to – like you can kind of excuse away individual misses. But, like, maybe there is something big picture that isn't going great right here. And Bosner willingly choosing to leave Kentucky feels like the big picture thing that's just like, all right, I don't know what the hell exactly is wrong, but um, that kind of reinforces the 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 the, the notion that, like, some something's just off here. I mean, he should have an assistant by now. I know they announced John Welch yesterday. But he's not an, like a recruiting assistant. He's one of the newer assistants. So it's like something's something's off, and I I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what it is. And uh, the the stuff we heard about Antonio Reeves just kind of threw a little more gasoline on that fire yesterday. I get a I get a you are saying a Rome is burning type of uh, of idea, and Beisner leaving is a, a pretty big pillar of smoke. Right, right, and and. You know, it's not to say that it's going to all burn down immediately, but like, it just feels like the the warning signs are starting to to add up. You know the old saying: Rome wasn't burnt in the day. Yeah, that's that is the old saying. <laughs> and people have been saying that for for centuries. I I, I thought that thing was totally weird. I, I I not to say that you're behind on the times, but I that was kind of the expression I had when the news came out that maybe not so much like big picture, but if you do want to just kind of follow the dots of weird things happening at UK, the, the Jay Lucas was one that just didn't, you wouldn't envision happening in the earlier Cal era, you losing an assistant that you were seemingly excited about. I still find it somewhat bizarre and weird and slightly funny that like, Cal's first comments on that were, no, no, we didn't fire him. Are you kidding me? No, we didn't fire that guy. It was like, well, hold on. Nobody said that you're firing him, which maybe, maybe they, maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't totally disappointed in, in losing Jay. Uh, That being said, it seems like he's doing solid at Duke. Is he still at Duke? Has he left? Has he bounced? Uh, I think he's still there. I think he's still there too. Duke returned everybody that they wanted, pretty much everybody that they wanted to return. That's that's a good job. I don't know how much that falls on the coaching staff or Duke's nil department or maybe a combination of both, but that was a little bizarre. Uh, there's been There's been some other, maybe some nil misses that have made you scratch your head a little bit. Uh, transfer portal they normally get who they want but now this go around hunter dickinson they they didn't seem to dive head first they were a little cautious in that recruitment but they de- they definitely wanted them you don't go order chicken fingers at jeff ruby's unless you actually maybe that was sabotaging the whole visit hmm. but uh, they 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 wanted hunter dickinson but they weren't between him and oscar shibway they didn't want to maybe go all in publicly on that recruitment. They did want Keisha Johnson and they did go all in on him. That was a rare miss, just something that doesn't usually happen with UK basketball. 
then the but the Pfizer stuff is different than all that stuff. Some of that other yeah. stuff can be rationalized. Right, right. That's kind of what I'm like. The more I've kind of sat on it, the more I'm like, gosh, is it? And this is even me, you know, like getting the kind of, uh, like just talking with Jack informally about stuff. You know, like he he hears a lot more, and I try to tune some of it out because you know it's not. Um, it's like, well, if it's a, like the the initial Bradshaw stuff, right? Like I kind of will tune it out initially until something comes of it. Nothing ever really came of it other than like, there's just this, there's just a lot of noise right now. And the one that makes the least amount of sense to me is Bosner leaving. And that's the part that I'm just like, I, I don't, that and not being able to hire another coach. Like I, the, the EYBL is in Memphis for three days this weekend. Like, I know you can elevate Bruiser, but why don't you have a coach hired? No, I, I think that's is. totally fair. Why did it take so long with the John Welch hire? And all the people that know a lot more about basketball than I do are praising this hire. NBA people are pra- praising it. Former players are praising it. Gottlieb. Kyle, yeah. Gottlieb was on our side. What? College basketball experts are praising it. It, it, it seems universally appraised by like this weird – variety of basketball minds a weird collection that you wouldn't expect but it's nothing but positive reviews i just and i and i do i do give cal the benefit of the doubt on this stuff just how hungry is this guy at 60 years old everybody talks about the resume that he has doing this in the nba and all this other stuff that he's got um he's got a hell of a basketball career how excited is he going to become to become to uk and what exactly is his title? He's going to, he's going to help the, he's going to be an offensive coach. Yeah. Like a individual workouts guy, essentially. He's, he's, he's basically a be player development skill, offensive development. strategy, primary contributor to UK scouting and game planning. So he's going to be taking the John Robic role with more of maybe an emphasis on offense. Yep. Is he is he ready for what that entails? Like you know, I, I'm sure he's got ideas offensively that hopefully will help. The offensive stuff with UK basketball has been overblown, but there's always room for improvement on that area, and UK is no different. So good, help with the offense, with the scouting stuff. Are you gonna? Is he? Is this guy gonna be hungry enough at the age of sixty to watch endless amounts of tape on Duke before the ACC SEC challenge? Is he going to be watching the tape of those players but going back to their AAU days to see what they like and don't like on the court to make their life hell? John Robick, while I, I'm emphasizing the age thing, and I'm doing that more is just to show this guy's been he's – done, he's done it all in basketball. So I wonder just how much at this age he'd want to do this. Where John Robick was older, obviously, but he just – consume basketball 24 7 and all you have to do is know one guy at uk that was close to robic during that time and he'll tell you the exact same thing the guy just consumed basketball so i hope that welch is ready for that i that's okay you can check that box we'll see if it works out i it it, you know the people that want to say that cal hires his buddies and stuff like that this is another sign of that you know, this isn't like some young, hungry up and comer that you identified from from the forest and said, "Hey, this is we we know this guy's got a future in this." This is somebody that's on the tail end of his career, has been had hadn't been working for a couple of years, 
for people that criticize Calipari's hires, I, I think there's there's some substance to criticize this. But, you know, it doesn't really matter. You're going to help the offense, and you're going to be the scouter. All right, do those things. We really probably shouldn't hear too much more about you moving forward. If things go the way they're supposed to go, we shouldn't be hearing about John Welch all that frequently. Unless right. things go really, really well, then we'll <laughs> say, okay, well, did was he a big reason why? But in the day-to-day, he should kind of be an afterthought. But right. Roush is 100% right that the other recruiting assistants should not be an afterthought. Like, what are you all doing? The situation for this upcoming season is getting a little bit more drastic. As I said yesterday, we'll say every day, there is still time left to remedy those situations. But 2024, people have moved, you know, almost every other school has moved on to 2024 recruiting. And you're going to need a ton of players to replace this crop, regardless of how good or how bad they are. Most of them are only going to be spending one more year in Lexington, whether freshmen or returning players, with maybe one or two exceptions. You need players. You need people recruiting for you for the future. And, it, you know, the, the Beisner stuff, unrelated to that stuff, but I think Roush's overall sentiment, which he's not alone in feeling, is that just what the hell is going on with UK basketball right now? Yeah, and then to get more specific with the Reeve stuff, because Kyle Tucker shared a tweet yesterday talking about how um, there was some skepticism on – a return to UK, uh, and then Jack kind of broke it down further last night on on KS Board, where um, a lot of this is financially driven, and there's a well, um, people say he can make more nil at Kentucky than anywhere else, but is that exactly true? Does he need to be in a, or does he want to be in a bigger role instead of having to share the rock? with these freshmen and I just my my whole just go back to like dude your your roles is what it needs to be like you were a star at Illinois State look where that got you look where it got you last year you had your 37 point game and then two weeks later you shot Kentucky out of the NCAA tournament like you you gotta it actually might benefit you better to play in the role that you're going to play in, in the NBA with other NBA talents but um I guess it's 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 been a challenge to convince Antonio that that's his best path moving forward with UK. Can I give you the TLDR on Jack's post on KSR plus plus plus? Is it he wants more money? He, it's that Antonio Reeves knows he has options. UK better be ready to to recruit him again. Yep, yep. yep. That and the the weirdest part though is that he didn't graduate. So he would have to either take, like, he would have to do summer courses either at UK or somewhere else before he could oh, he's become so, he's, eligible for next he's season. So he's in big trouble, Roush. He's in big trouble. I had to deal with uh, scheduling classes at UK and meeting with the counselors. If you if UK basketball wants to quote unquote tie that up, oh, we we've got some errors. We're having a tough time getting you in that class. You you it only offers in the fall. That's the that's play. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we don't offer you that course you need to graduate until. Oh, actually, you know what? It's not even until spring semester. (laughs) Yeah, handcuff him to the university. Yeah. Just kidding. Antonio, we want you you back. We need you back. Maybe not. Just kidding, though. I I think it's all still going to be fine. I think think the dance is being had. And I think Jack uh, detailed some of that dance. You, UK asked for a dance. Antonio Reeves' party responded back with, 
Who Bring me some you? more punch. What do you have? Yeah, what do you have to offer? I, I, I will dance with you, but I need something on my end. And now UK just needs to say yes, because they can't say no. You just can't say no. Play the nil game, make guarantees, do whatever you want. Uh, you're, I, I, you know, that they reached out that Rutgers kid, and we got to go to the break here, but they reached out to that Rutgers kid who, I, by all accounts, seems like a, yeah, a good option. Good. But yeah. you, maybe with the exception of him, you don't really have anybody else besides Antonio Reeves. And Antonio Reeves is a great addition. He's going to be huge on this team for the reasons Roush mentioned, just how quickly he can go out and get buckets. You've got to get him what he needs to keep him happy. It shouldn't be that hard. He, it, it shouldn't be that hard. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call. Coming up next, we got a few texts in about TJ Beisner that I thought are interesting. So the Beisner talk continues into hour two. We'll talk about that, Cats. We'll get to the Thornton's text line. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Sun is out and about as it's been really since like 615 AM. But Roush, just a reminder for those people hitting the road, they're going to need their Shady Rays sunglasses. Tell them all about it. Well, uh, Shady Rays, they're sharp. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good, play good, pay good. Um, it doesn't cost much to, to pay good to get your hands on a pair of Shady Rays. They're affordable sunglasses in tons of different styles. Polaroids, polarized lenses. So maybe you're going out to the lake this weekend, a little Memorial Day weekend. Uh, you can get a good eye on the water while you're casting a line fishing. Um, but maybe you jump in the water. Maybe you lose them. They fall to the bottom of the lake. Do not worry with their broken or lost pair promise. All you got to do is pay a small processing fee. They'll ship you another pair just like that. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Shady Rays, so good. Try yours today and use promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. Shady Rays, the best of the best. Be ready for the summer with Shady Rays. I've got mine for today, and don't leave the house without them. Uh, Scoot seems to always have issues losing his. I've got them now, though. Only, That's all that matters. I, I only have one lost pair out of three. That's not bad. No. But I know where they're no. at, so. No. It's not bad at all. Uh, all right, we said we were going to get to the Thornton's text line. We will... Let's let's maybe do a, a few related to TJ Beisner just because we were talking about him. I'm uh, probably so jumping ahead. Yeah. Why are we freaking out about TJ leaving? He wasn't even a coach. I, I don't think necessarily anybody's really freaking out or thinking it changes the direction of the program or the season's expectations. It's just more of it, it's a little it's a little interesting. Should people read too much more into it? This guy had his dream job and is is stepping away from it. Right. That that's yeah. It's not like there aren't more. There aren't other qualified people that can do that job. It's just that. I mean, he 
imagine TJ like that'd be like you and I getting called be like me getting a call from Stoop saying like I need you to kind of be my right hand man like uh okay <laughs> you know like that just doesn't it just doesn't happen very often in especially in this media profession I mean he's doing he was working for what was it was it even Spectrum then or was it Time Warner Cable you know like that's just a crazy awesome opportunity he got I I just can't imagine leaving it unless unless things are getting weird. That being said, he's smart, bright. Everybody likes him because he's friendly and nice to everybody. I'm sure he does have another good opportunity. We just don't know exactly what that is. And that's what Billy Big Blue texts in. Was ever announced what his next move is going to be? Only way it makes sense if it was a better job, which seems impossible. Another texter says maybe he got burnt out, wanted to change the scenery. I, I could see him getting maybe burnt out. The, it is a high-demanding yeah. job. Being kind of Cal's right-hand man is a lot of work. I, I think there's the, the pay's pretty good, and you, there's obviously, I'm sure, just loads of benefits. But it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot, and it really is a 24/7 job at really any given moment. Yeah, and, and he he could have gotten burnt out. And again, I'm sure he's got something great lined up, whatever he's doing next. But it is interesting that somebody that was best friends with the guy is not wanting to be around anymore and and in fairness i wasn't saying the same thing when freddie maggard left uk either you know and he had kind of a similar deal now it's different because former player like there was a little bit of uh that felt kind of like a kumbaya hire but like uh rome wasn't burning just because freddie got burnt out from it too so that's a good point by the texture one last text about Beisner, at least for now. Did he screw up by posting the picture of Oscar's empty desk saying something like the intern is back? I didn't see that, and I don't I don't really even know what that was referencing. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> yep, not not really sure. So again, and you also had Eric Lindsay, who's at UK forever. He he left to take a job at the Blood Center. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's, you know, I don't think he's been back. I think he's maybe only been back to one game since then. It, it, it can be a draining job. And if you find a good opportunity elsewhere that's more structured, some people just do like that. So it could be as simple as that. Uh, it could also mean Cal maybe knows he's not going to be around a lot and, and telling people around him if you, if you can, I, you know, I don't think it's that. I definitely don't think it's that. But if you want to try to connect some dots, do some hypotheticals, conspiracies have at it you can go crazy with that stuff we've got more text into the thornton's text line that is basically the the news from yesterday was... oh what oh there's uh, there's more um oh it's, it's it's not related specifically to uk though but there's still some news yesterday that i probably the funniest news i think i've heard this entire summer really made my day oh boy is this uh... Is this about Mark with a C or something? Nope. The fence tile is back. Yeah, yeah. I had this. I had this. <laughs> I had this written down. I almost like yesterday was a long day. I, I thought I was having like a fever dream when I saw this. I was like, "Is this?" <laughs> it's sitting in traffic for an hour, and you're like, "Wait, Louisville? That can't be right." It's like what? to. To that guy has college eligibility first and foremost. Yeah. Secondly, he's going to U of L. Third, how many how many U of L media members had to maybe delete some mean tweets about that guy? Because <laughs> they had to be out there. They had to be out there. Oh man. 
Granted, he just he never did make it as a quarterback. There was reasons to be optimistic at a certain time, but he never really was able to answer the call. We'll always have that Georgia pandemic home stinker, which if you maybe just have me a quarterback, potentially UK's got a better chance to win. I mean, Kentucky only lost by two scores, though. It was an 11-point game. That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. But he'll be going to UofL to play tight end. UofL needs tight ends. They need bodies of tight ends. I'm yeah, sure this was yeah. probably somewhat of a desperation move by your uncle Brom Roush. Just hey, I need to get need to get somebody in. We just need to get some bodies, some experienced bodies. Right, right. I wouldn't expect this to really move the needle for UofL football. But interesting, all the same. Is he going to share all the inside secrets at UK? It um, just Joey Gatewood has had a career filled of bizarre decision making. Like it was one thing. I get it. You're gonna, you really want to do the quarterback thing, even though the writing is pretty much on the wall after what going into year three at UK is what it would have been. Which, by the way, uh, during his time at UK, we we give a lot of oxygen to the fence tile. The funniest story ever was that uh, during this was during like the COVID times, kind of where everything was remote and. UK temporarily had to take away our Zoom recording permission and only give out the videos they gave out because he accidentally wore his play card to the like the little wristband. He was wearing it during one of those interviews. And if you just were recording on Zoom, you could see all of UK's plays on it. <laughs> it was difficult, but um to to do, but you could have if you really if you really wanted to. Uh, that was a huge pain in the ass and annoying. But nevertheless. He loses out on his job going to year three. He still wants to play quarterback. But he decides that his best opportunity to do that is to play for a guy that benched him for Bo Nix. And he thought he was kind of unfairly benched by Gus Malzahn. So the fact that he thought he could go there and it would all of a sudden just be roses and work, uh, that was bizarre. Um, And when he was at UFC, TJ... That first year, not USC, UCF, when he was there that first year, their quarterback got hurt for the seat. Dylan Gabriel, like, tore his collar, broke his collarbone in that last play at Louisville, and they played another guy over Gatewood. So, I, the writing... It yeah, was I, rem- I, remember, I remember that. That was that was pretty much when it was like, you're, it, it's, you're not playing quarterback anymore. Yeah, and... Uh, and on top of that, they were playing a true freshman over him. So, it was really... Really weird. He ends up moving to receiver or something like that there. And like you said, really, it just comes down to, well, this guy's only got a year left. He's not going to eat up the scholarship for long. He's a good athlete. It can't hurt to, to add him. Uh, maybe a little desperation from Joey Gatewood might uh, be a good – might be exactly what he needs to turn to some production. But I just – I laughed my ass off when I saw that news. I just could not help myself. And uh, the – it was really just a perfect full circle moment because when Joey Gatewood announced his, uh, he was entering, this was hell. He was actually probably pre portal, but when he was transferring, yeah, he was pre portal. Cause remember we had that whole story about like, is there a deal between uh, a backroom deal? What, what was the big catchphrase that everybody was using at the time between Kentucky and Auburn and the sec? Yeah. Like a gentleman's agreement. Gentleman's agreement. That's what it was that he wouldn't play in in that Auburn game. Uh, It was, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, But 
to go back and do your Joey Gatewood research, one of the few games he actually played and played a, a decent amount in was against Jeff Brom and Purdue in the worst bowl game I've ever had to sit through. It was miserable. Uh, Purdue just got blitzed. I think this would have been the second year Jeff was at Purdue. And Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore played in the game, and they just got their asses kicked. They looked like they were playing another sport. Auburn was moving at a different speed. Um, but Gatewood came in after Malik after Malik Willis, who was the backup there, ended up transferring to Liberty maybe after the season. But Gatewood came in and ran for like 40 yards in that game on three or four carries. And they won 63-14 to 14 over Brom. And now he's going to go play for Brom. Five years later, six years later, uh, uh, it's a long time later. Is this his fourth school? Yes. Got it. He's the kid from Jacksonville, about- right? Correct. The bowl school. Yeah. No, nah, nah, didn't he go to Bartram Trail? Oh, yep. There you go. Bartram You're correct. Trail. Yeah. Did you call it back in the day? Uh, I don't think so. I think he was a freshman the year I moved. But yeah, I was very familiar with him when I was down there because he he got a lot of hype. I also love that we can just we can add this to our pile of Pierce Clarkson jokes, and Louisville fans already just don't get it. Um, so man, they're really not good at at, at taking the jokes. They Pierce, got a they got a basketball a commitment yesterday. I saw that. I saw that. They're they're number three in the rivals class for what is it twenty four. Yeah, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, best of luck to Joe Gatewood. I, if you're trying to make it as a tight end and you want to catch passes, which I bet he's probably not overly interested in blocking, seems like playing for Jeff Brom wouldn't be – if if there's any chance at it, seems like maybe that's that's a decent spot to, to see, especially with them being a little desperate for tight ends. You're probably going to get a better opportunity at a Power 5 school than you would at, at most places. So best of luck to him. We'll see how it how it all plays out for U of L. They did get a basketball commitment, point guard. He's from the Bronx. U of L fans were very excited about him. But this truly was one that came out of nowhere. None of their media, at least as far as I I was following along, was tracking it. Tyler Johnson, who was an overtime elite, I don't know, probably played against Robert Dillingham at some point. I put up at times similar and better numbers than Dillingham in the overtime elite. It's probably, I think, one of U of L. I think this guy's better than Scott Clark. Will be better than Scott Clark. Uh, I still don't think it really changes the overall ceiling for U of L. I, I, I think that you're still, if Kenny Payne all of a sudden turns into an amazing coach, this could be, I think at best, a six seed in that ballpark. If Kenny Payne's still going to kind of struggle with X's and O's and scouting and everything that goes into coaching like he did last year, then I, I think this is a, a bubble team, most likely. But he did upgrade the talent. The only issue is it's just so young that in older college basketball, you better be super, super talented. I think this group is good, not great, so they're still going to struggle to some degree. And same applies to UK. UK is much more talented, but they're very young too. If they don't get some help, as we already talked about in hour number one, they're going to they're gonna be in a potentially similar boat. I think, again, a higher ceiling just from the talent standpoint. But you got to have some experienced players, some guys that you can trust, good experienced players, not just guys who just because now they're a junior 
but they've stunk their entire career that they you snap your fingers and they're all, all already better. You have to have proven experience. UL, I don't think they have that. Not not yet, at least. But they do have some nice young talent. Up, up upgraded roster for sure. Still, just don't think it's good enough to really move the needle for U of L standards. But the standards at U of L, they've changed, whether people like it or not. But Tyler Johnson commits to U of L, rounds out their roster. They're done. They don't have any more scholarships left. UK, on the other hand, can't give them away at this point. Roush <sighs> can't can't do it. Um, I, I'm I'm also just thrown off by Tyler Johnson. Yeah, it's got the little it's got the little dash. I can't. I just can't. It's hard for me to look past that. Wait, is there really a dash in it? A dash is L-A-U-R. So do we really need the person that named their kid Duke, though, talking about first names? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a... Yeah, sure. Just can't see past it. But hey, point guards, like you just got to be excited. You're like, hey, we have somebody who can dribble that's going to come to our school, even though chances he makes it to L. I would, oh, because he's overtime elite. No, 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 because like Kenny Payne won't be there too. I mean, both, all, all the above. No, he's for this year. For this year? Yeah, like he's gonna be, he's gonna be coming in this summer, playing there's players that wait playing basketball. There's there's players that in the class of 2023 that haven't committed. I mean, Indiana just got Mbako last week, Roush. Yeah, it was just last true. week. It was just last week, Roush. Yeah, but man, was he previously committed somewhere? Yeah, he was a Memphis commit. Ah, okay, okay, I, all I right. Th- I think he had moved off the Memphis. I don't think he went straight from like Mem- it was just a, a straight flip. I think he had decommitted from Memphis. Right. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. All right. I was just a little confused because you're right. They they haven't been buzzing, and that feels like how Kenny Payne's just going to operate, which like. Dude, I get it, but also you you should do like, you don't have to do the Louisville butt slapper method, but it 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 helps, uh, keeps you around a little bit longer. So kind of weird that he's not uh, sharing any scoops with anybody until it happens. But hey, they got people that can dribble. That's all. That's all they were asking for. People forget Ron Holland still is in limbo, but the scuttlebutt there is that Texas won't release him. So he, if he's released, he's going to Arkansas, but Texas won't release him. So you got some drama there between Texas and Arkansas. What UK needs to do is come sweep in, get them somehow. I'm sure that won't make a bunch of people unhappy. Bunch of big, we got to shoot the ball. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Want to remind you about our friends at Saucerita's two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. And remember, you can do your catering. No party too big, no party too small. Just give them at least a day in advance, and you can do it all at the touch of your fingers on the app. I've done catering on their app. It's very easy, and the food is delicious. It's great to have Saucerita's come. Bring it to your front door. Get it all set up for you as you prepare for your party. Graduation season is here. And you want delicious food, and you don't want to have to worry about cooking it all yourself. Salsaritas also will have it ready for you in store if you'd prefer to pick it up yourself. And go there for lunch. Covered patio in St. Matthews, right there off Hubbard's. And then in Middletown, off Shelbyville Road, it's got a drive through Both equally delicious. Both Blue Powerade. It's awesome. 
the timing of this ad read, I just got an email from Salsaritas. So boom, you can uh, you can use your Apple Wallet if you do that to earn points when you order in the restaurant. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to take our last break. We're going to come back, get to the Thornton's text line, and talk a little Batcats as they start their SEC run. Uh, I'll, I'll have it. I'll have it. I'll be locked in watching the game. I'm looking forward to it. We'll talk about it. This is KRC and the Big X. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We mentioned them earlier about breakfast, but keep them in mind as well for lunch or if you just need a quick snack on the go. They've got so many options, fresh fruit as well, and just delicious sandwiches, breakfast or lunch, all day, every day at Thornton's. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. It's been a fun show. Any other quick hitters we didn't get to today, Roush? I'm sure there's probably something out there. Um, not sure. Uh, there's probably is out there. Oh, um, Charles Bidiaco from Alabama is just not going back to Alabama. That was kind of a surprise. He didn't get invited to the NBA Combine. So big old suck it to Alabama. And also a big old suck it to Euros Plavicic. Who? Uh, oh yeah, I had announced he's just yeah he's probably going to go back to Serbia and just play professionally over there. Um, oh, but, there's not a market for just uh, people to assault folks during yep. in-game play in the NBA. Yeah, weird. You can't just hire a goon to go out and just whoop somebody's ass like this ain't this ain't the nineties. Uh, Maybe anymore. he can just hang out in Detroit for Malice in the Palace Part Two, but until then, he's not needed in the NBA. Is Bill and Beer in a front office because he that's his only <laughs> shot at getting a job in the NBA. Um, so though, and the thing too, I like Plavich's, his numbers were so much worse than it felt like he played. I mean, he never averaged more than five points or five rebounds a game, but because he was such a goon, he really did find a way to use that to impact a game. So as much as you hated him, you kind of got to tip your cap for him to be able to impact the game in a way he did for being as skillless as he was. So, uh, but good riddance. See ya. Sayonara. Um, and the same good riddance to John Higgins, too. Um, really, he can take out his suck it and suck it. Yeah, I think it's fitting. You had some of the college basketball goobers talk about how great he is and know how many, how many Final Fours he had done. Just shows probably how corrupt college basketball is. John Higgins, I'd watch him in other games not Kentucky-related, and I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, you'd, you'd see him make bad calls. All, all the same. The reason it was different with Kentucky is just because it was 100% personal. And if you are an official and you hold a grudge during a game, you're terrible. You're trash. I, you don't deserve any nice words about you. You're breaking the one thing that you promised to do, and that's to call a game fairly when you 
intentionally are calling it unfairly because you don't like to coach or the fans will mean to you, but most likely you don't like the coach. So let's take it out on the players that work their butt off. Let's steal final fours from them. Let's steal national championships from them. And then let's be celebrated about it because you were able to trick other people into thinking you were a good official climbing your way up the ladder. So you got to do more and more final fours. He could have been the best official in the world, but he was biased. He was petty. He was immature. When he'd call Kentucky games, there was a history of it. It wasn't just one incident. It wasn't just one encounter. And for that, he can suck it. And the fact that he's out of college basketball is better for the sport. The fact that he's going to be teaching, yeah, officiating that's the part I worry is, about. is yeah. bad for the sport. Um, hopefully he doesn't teach biases and if a coach is yelling at you, you need to be mean and bad to them. I mean, I love that part of Jeff Goodman's uh, salute to him was like, he didn't take no bleep from any coaches. It's like, yeah, like you shouldn't be known for like, just like getting him back and forth with coaches like that. I seeing the big blue history article too, of all of the significant games that he called for UK is just devastating too. It goes back to the a Patrick Sparks got fouled when he made that shot against Texas in the, or not against, against Michigan state in Austin, in the elite eight, you were there, TJ. It should have been an one. He would have made a free throw. They wouldn't have gone overtime. That's a win. They're going to the final four. It definitely should have been <sighs> a foul. The missed shot clock against Wisconsin oh, final man. four loss. Uh, against um, UConn, UConn, I mean, the mystery foul that is a popular GIF. Scooch, what do you got? I was just going to ask: Is John Higgins? He's the John Gruden looking guy, right? Loosely, sure. Okay, yeah. I just wanted but to make. I, I know who you're talking about. Okay, cool. But he is not going to be doing college basketball games anymore. He hadn't done any UK games since 2017, anyways. Right. I think uh, Mike. I wonder why he hadn't done a game since, you know. Yeah, that that's t- that's totally normal. Such a great official, but can't do a game for a team. And I'm sure he'd be like, "Well, it wasn't my. I I would have gladly done games. They oh, I got pulled. They wouldn't let me. I wonder they why would, you got pulled, buddy. Yeah. Because you were so bad that you sued people who called you bad. Like what a whiny baby. That's a that also is totally ridiculous. <laughs> like you're you're gosh. And then not like people took it too far as people right. will do, but the the quote unquote death threats were that was that was a that was a reach. Yeah, like there was like he got one voicemail and it was like when you're on your roof, you best be careful on your roof. If you fell, people wouldn't care. And it's like it's mean to say, and you're really weird for calling. But is that like a quote unquote death threat? Yeah, um, it was that was a whole bizarre scenario. Not to defend um, again; those people that called took it too far. Just, right, right, right. That being said, though, he did cheat people out of Final Fours and national championships. That was unacceptable. The the one, the seventeen team too. That that one, uh, that game. Uh, it doesn't cut the deepest, but it. it gosh, they were so good. But that that first half was just. If anybody has the stones to go back and watch it, it, it's it's still just as equally frustrating watching the calls in that first half, like just seeing every UK player get in foul trouble, phantom call after phantom call. That by comparison, the second half you felt like was called better 
But in reality, UK was already so hosed from the calls in the first half that the damage was done in a large way. And people talk about, like, you know, that could have been the Isaac Humphreys game. That's why he played is because everybody else was in foul trouble that you needed him. And then he actually went out there and did a lot of nice things. That was a wild game. Wild game. That one hurt. Uh, I don't want to relive any more hurt. So one final story that's kind of hilarious. We have a tweet from Brett McMurphy last night, right around midnight. Washington State President Kirk Schultz says Wazoo Athletics will have a quote-unquote temporary freeze on all current and future vacant positions until further review, as well as non-essential travel, purchases, and professional development because of significant decrease in Pac-12 revenue distribution as a result of overpayments from one of the conference media partners that must be resolved, a relocation of Pac-12 headquarters out of San Francisco exceeded budget projections. Additionally, Cougar Athletics exceeded its expenditures for the year due to inadequate documentation of revenues and expenses. Um, that's a lot of mumbo jumbo for we're really bad at the books here in Washington State and in, in the Pac-12 in general. So while all this conference realignment talk goes down, we just have a school freezing its athletic department expenditures because they can't manage their money, partially due because the Pac-12 isn't giving them as much money as they expected. Well, that sucks for Washington State. Real poop show out there. So suck it, Pac-12. Suck it. Yeah, that's... uh. That's not good. That's not good. Luckily, they don't really care. Uh, I mean, there's people I'm sure that do, but college sports up there, it's an afterthought yeah. anyways. And that, I mean, that department, did, was it last year that they fired Rolovich for like not getting vaccinated? Yeah, did they end up having to pay him out? I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't follow up with that, but that was a whole mess too. Like a, it was a real standoff. Man, uh, can you imagine firing a coach because they wouldn't get vaccinated? Wild times, wild times the pandemic was. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Did we, fin- uh, did we finish up yesterday's? Uh, Pretty strong. I believe we, so. I think yeah. John, we didn't get to a, a John text. Okay. He, uh, he gave a second one. John here again from Monday. We've not had a freshman-laden team in a while. The last few seasons have been early exit with older players. Not that great freshman talent that we were used to with Cal early on in his career, that is the formula I'm talking about. John's simply saying that we've got to get back to that freshman, you know, the, the freshman NBA superstars. Uh, but your overall point, I think, is just that talent is talent, no matter how old it is. Yeah, there's truth to that. Yeah, You still are going to need some people that you can trust while the younger guys get it together. Because there's things at this level they just haven't seen yet. And once they see them, it may not go the way you want it. But Antonio Reeves has seen pretty much it all. And Oscar Shibway has seen it all. And by the way, I, I don't know, was it Travis? Tra- oh, Scooch, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just unmuted. My bad. Feels like Monday. You, just, you came in, you unmuted mid-sentence, though. Did I? I wasn't even yeah, on. Yeah. I wasn't even on this page, so that's really weird. Hm. Oh, what were you? What were? What was more important than the radio show? Was I was actually here? looking at the text line, make sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I came unmuted. My fault. No, no biggie. Travis Kraft had a post about Oscar 
and it was maybe more positive than I've been on Oscar, or it seems like kind of momentum's been on Oscar, just saying there is still a chance he could come back, and that UK is starting to press the issue a little bit more, which is what we said yesterday. It's that even though I don't really feel great about Oscar and I think his sights are set on the NBA and he's looking for a promise. If I'm UK again, I'm, I'm just, I think if you really try to persuade him back, you could get him back. And I think with the way the roster has, the, the way this off season has gone and the roster is shaken out up to this point, I don't think it would hurt to maybe be a little, a little pushy, a little aggressive. Just let him know how much you want him back at Kentucky. Uh, forget about the whole Hunter Dickinson thing. You were Oscar the entire way. But Travis at least had a post on Caps Illustrated suggesting that it, it, that's going to maybe be a, a factor, UK's persistence. But you need to get him back. So maybe a little bit of a positive update there. It wasn't the, the most meaty update, but it was something, and that's 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 exciting. Little little meat on the bone. Yeah, a little meat on the bone. What do we got next on the Thornton's right text now. line? Pretty, pretty hungry. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the number. Spring 2025, the KRC boys are taking the show on the road and heading to Green Bay for the NFL draft. Can't wait to hear the stories of Scoops pounding beers and eating brats and cheese. It would be almost like he never left the German beer house. TJ, I'm, I'm very happy that they're taking the draft to Green Bay because it just will be cool to have this – sort of NFL convention in one of the uh, – they don't have like a name for one of the original – do they have like an original six? I know that's NHL, but like, you know, Green Bay's the OG. I'm just fascinated by how they're what, – what the infrastructure to hold it because they got to just have it at Lambeau. Like there's – right? There's no other place to put all those people. They've got like a big – out uh, their outdoor setup for like tailgating and stuff is ginormous. And – they may do it with that just because people can just spread out forever at Green Bay. Um, it may, I, I don't know. It, the, has any of them done it in the stadium? No, no, they, not yet. So I don't think, I don't, then I don't think Green Bay probably would. Um, they'll probably do the, it outside the stadium. They have, they do have a ton of room there. Okay. So that, that at least works. And maybe like all that green space, you can have Lambo kind of looming in the background for all those big wide shots, right. That they'll do with the drones. Um, yeah, that'd the, be pretty cool. The the part that I am a little, I don't want to say, I think it would be difficult to find accommodations, though, if you want to travel to this. I you totally know, agree with that. Right. Like, they, they do a better job each year getting more hotels and places to stay there and around the area, but it's still, so many people still just do Milwaukee, and I, that's what that's what I would do, but right, it's still right. kind of, st- you know, it's still like a 45-minute hour drive to Green Bay. So would that be the Dion? That would be the Dion Walker draft, wouldn't it? Wow! So you're saying you're going to be up there covering it? Potentially. Yeah, I need to get back up there for a game. I'd, I'd much rather go up there for a game than the draft, though. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Draft. Also, it, like as fun as it, like, I, I, it's a go once or twice sort of thing, and just kind of enjoy the people watching. But if you really enjoy the draft, it's better to watch on TV. I think, you know, here's the play, Texter, would be to go, you could do like a, it'd be perfect for a bachelor party, but you go up to, you get like a lake house somewhere, you know, within an hour, hour and a half of Green Bay, 
and you go to the draft one night or, you know, whether it's Thursday night, Friday night, you go one night, but then the rest you're either golfing or you're at the lake up there because it's going to be summer or it's going to be, well, you know, it'd be a little chilly up there. I don't know. All right. I'm rethinking this. I'm rethinking this on this, on the fly. You know, the best play, just go to a Packers game. Can't go wrong with that. Either way, if beer, beer and brats are involved, I'm in. Oh, Scooch is in. I'm in. Have you ever had a spotted cow either, Scooch? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have. So, they yeah, are good. It, that's like the one local beer that lives up to the hype. Yeah. Oh, so good. Shots fired at local beers. Eh, you know what I mean. Hey, fellas. Brad from Bellbrook here. I do know what you mean. I just want to say that I'm the originator of Hey Fellas, insert name from insert location, and I don't like that others are swagger jacking my opening line. Secondly, a question for Roush, as the self-proclaimed leader of the Justice Dingle fan club, is there any chance we see him on the field this year? The Rams don't utilize fullbacks, and his role was quickly diminished early last season, even though he looked like Barry Sanders out there breaking some ankles in the spring game. I want some old-school fullback football, darn it. Lastly, LOL at Joey Gatewood. Uh, well, just a good LOL, because that was my – that's all I could really say initially, just – Got a good chuckle out of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure how it works. It's going to work out. Um, but he's a nice enough guy. He was on uh, a podcast with us last week, him and uh, Jordan Dingle. So uh, we had, we have both the Dingle brothers on uh, 11 personnel if you want to go check that out. But, yeah, I don't I I don't really see. I mean, they got, I actually worked on it a lot last night um, because Kentucky has seven players in that running back room. Feels like four of them may actually take a five of them are going to play in some aspect um, in a sort of deep rotation. And I, I don't foresee Justice Dingle being kind of in that role because you can just use a tight end for that. You know, that's what they did in the past. Like, and I, I think you would take uh, like the tight ends are just better at this point. So you, you why, why play justice when you can have his brother in? as an H-back instead, or Caddis, or Bates, or Isaiah Cummings, you know? Yeah, I think that for somebody that, that, that I think you answered his question very efficiently, sufficiently, you did a great job. A text the, said, uh, oh, qu- go ahead. Qu- quickly on the, just a little bit on the running backs, if you want a too long, don't read for tonight, um, but you should read it, um, 1,200 words, really just blogging blog my, my brain off for it, but it feels like you got two road graders, two pass catchers, and then they'll probably play the freshman a lot to see what he's got. I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but the name of the game is Kentucky had one of the least explosive rushing attacks in the SEC last year. You just whoever's explosive enough is going to play. Like, can you make big plays? Then you're going to play. That's it's, it's as simple as that. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know how they divide it up to figure it out. But Jay Bowler, that's your job. Go get it done. Hope that he does, and hopefully the wide receivers will make it easier on the rushing attack. Yes, they should. Spread them out a little bit. Lighter boxes to run into instead of what Chris has to deal with for some of his career. And that's going to be interesting. That's going to be different for UK fans. A texter says, Gil has had enough of scooch poop. And it was about the person in, was it Louisville or Oldham County? There's two different... Okay, a guy was arrested in Oldham County because he was going to go shoot his family, and they found him before he did it, so that's good. But I think it was a guy in Louisville who shot his roommate because of Correct. hot pockets. <laughs> Correct. On Sunday in uh, Wyandotte. So right down the street from me, that's the most Wyandotte thing I've ever heard. Gil and I don't eat hot pockets for what it's worth. 
Uh, do you have a favorite hot pocket? Uh, it's got to be Anybody? the pepperoni, no? Uh, I'd say just a good old fashioned pizza roll. The the meatball sub uh one was good back in the day. Wait, there's yeah, a I haven't had hot pockets in a good long while. Hold on, there's uh, a meatball sub hot pocket. Yeah, it's great. Oh, it's, I, might... I mean, it's just like pepperoni except little meatballs and uh, mozzarella cheese. Might need hot pockets now. That sounds great. Yeah, uh, I love too that it was a sixty four year old guy that got mad. <laughs> he just was so mad, and his initial move was to start throwing towels at him. So, like, imagine the kind of house they're living in where there's just, like, extra tiles running around that he can throw at him. I had a uh, – it wasn't it wasn't strictly me, but we had a buddy whose anytizers in college would, at times, late night, be consumed without Ooh. necessarily his permission yeah. or approval. And I – shout out to Charlie for never shooting us. <laughs> we never even got tile thrown at us either. One time, though, we did eat one of his pizzas, and then we we told him in the morning that he had put it in but passed out before it was finished. So good like, call, yeah. And for 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 a long for a long time, he totally believed it. He's like, "Oh man, thank you all for taking it out. I'm glad I didn't burn the whole place down. Gosh, that's one of my biggest fears is doing that." And eventually, we just didn't have the heart to tell him to be like, "Hey, we did we did just eat your pizza." That's phenomenal. Awesome. Great story. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We 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 felt uh, not really bad about it, but we did come clean. Did, did you ever have the people who had put the pizza in the oven and then pass out? Yeah, that's what this story is about. Right, no, but like actually pass out and leave yes. it in the oven and wake yeah, up with the burnt. Oh, yeah, that's wow. why it was so believable. Is because like that that did happen. I mean, that, yeah. that that would that would be an occurrence at college houses and very um, dangerous. Oh yeah, and then seeing it in the morning. You could break a window with that. You, you, you get mad at somebody eating your hot pocket, throw a burnt pizza at them. <laughs> Texter mm. says on the Thornton's text line, TJ, like you're hit somebody favorite. with a metal chair in wrestling. <laughs> TJ, your favorite major is the PGA. Got to be most people's fourth. Definitely the most bland, least special, unique compared to the other three. Uh, that maybe that's what I, I like about it. And you get stories. You got the Michael Block story, which was really great. I think TJ, the best, and I like that. I think that it, I like that it gets mixed up as well. I know that that's the case with the other courses, with the exception of the Masters. But I think the Masters just benefits a lot from just being the first and being in the same place every year. That I think that's where it really helps. Is like you just kind of know what you're going to get. Yeah, I, I like mixing it up. I like seeing different courses, different parts of the country, and I, it probably there's probably a little bias that like, hey, this is the one that Louisville's gotten, and we get it next year. So I think I'm probably there's probably a bias that goes into it from that. Although enjoy it next year because I don't think we're ever getting it back. Yeah, I I, I, I think you're right about that, TJ. Really hope to be wrong about it, but I don't think we're ever going to be getting it back. Hey, everybody, don't make jokes about TJ like him playing things, all right? I know you're thinking about submitting them into the Thorns text on, but don't do that. That's just, it's all hanging fruit, okay? Uh, yeah, I think you'll be disappointed with the participation because I, I, I really don't like bland things. Hmm. Except bland radio co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I understand being concerned at this point, but some of our fan base needs to get a grip. Two decisions. Go our way, and we're back to having a top five roster. There's a lot of uncertainty, but things aren't nearly as bad as they seem. Wait until guys confirm they're staying in the draft before we panic. 
Uh, I, I totally agree with that. I, I I do think that just part like the like having zero ads in the portal is certainly a like there, there's at least reason. I think I like I, I think there's reason to uh, have some concern because you haven't hit on one of those guys in the portal, and like there's not a lot of reassuring scoop so far about the guy. Like we've just always assumed Antonio Reeves is coming back. And like the longer it plays, like the anxiety is just—it's just, just going to build. Yeah, there. Like again, there's reason to be nervous for exactly like you said. You could have ideally had checked some of these boxes, gotten some of these decisions already squared away. But the texter's right that you just Reeves and Oscar announced they're coming back, and the mood just like that changes. So if something that quickly can change. Is it really worth freaking out about to to a certain degree? That being said. UK could make it easier by having one of those decisions come down and then the other one, hopefully not soon after we are running out of time here, you could have Calipari talk and say, listen, I know things have been quiet, but we're not going to put together a roster that's not going to be national championship caliber. So just be patient. You know, he could come out and say that that would calm a lot of people down. So UK could do some things to make this situation a little bit easier for the fans, but Texter, your overall sentiment is right. You just, that's why you got to be patient with it, but it is later in the game and more names are seemingly coming off the board. Another texter on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450, says, My prediction is LeBron takes next season off. Bronny James leaves after one year, even when he probably won't be good enough, but will still get drafted. And then LeBron signs with whatever team Bronny gets drafted to. Put it in writing. Interesting. I like the take. Well, he, oh, w- he wouldn't so- have to. He wouldn't have to take a year off to do that, though. He can he can still do that. It's LeBron James. He can pretty much do whatever he wants. Um, that was actually a um, point. I just saw Kevin O'Connor in the ringer write like four explanations as to why he's threatening retirement. And explanation was number two was he might retire for, for one year, which would kind of check out. Um, the other potentials, he's just publicly negotiating uh, or – He's doing it to get a trade to an immediate contender, a la the Warriors. Mm, interesting. Or interesting. he just actually is old and tired. Like, he looked pretty tired. I'm sure after doing what he did last night, he was just exhausted, and I could very well see him just being like, man, I need a break. I, I could see that as well. You, I mean, the, I, that texture, it's not the craziest thing I've ever read. I doubt it happens, but – it's not rest the body for a year and then maybe try to have two years playing with your son. Not not impossible. I like the way you think, Texter. Uh, another Texter says, Brooke had those Adderall eyes, dot, dot, dot. It's one oh, way to Brooks, put it. Brooks, when he was clapping. Mm-hmm. I really like the one of uh, where he just had like the wily hair. and he, It's great. I wish, I wish I could pull that look off, TJ. You can do that. I, I do not have the flow. To, to do the crazy hair, you know? I haven't heard somebody say that I can pull off a hair look in, in years, so I appreciate you saying that. Unless it was just, he can pull off the bad hair look, in which case, yes, people have said that. So thank you, Roush. You know, you should maybe you should maybe try, like, going out to social events more often. I bet, like, that could become... That'll probably be a style in a year or two, the Wally, I just woke up out of bed look that, that everybody will be trying to rock. And if if you time it right, you could be, if not the innovator, you could be Joe Cool at that moment. That's nice of you to say. Thank you. Uh, I, I'll keep that in mind. I hope you're right about that. 
we haven't been great the last three years. Why are we worrying about Stafford's leaving? Shouldn't we be welcoming that? The Jay Lucas thing, it was just weird to lose somebody to Duke in terms of what he brought to the table or not. I thought they did a fine job replacing him with KT Turner. Uh, and I think KT Turner is going to be a really, really good coach down the road someday. That being said, now he's gone. He, he's moved on to another spot. So what's what do you have next to replace that? So well, that, I'm welcoming more staffers, but like, well, let's welcome them. Let's actually let's, let's put the wheels in motion to 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 bring them here. <laughs> A texter says Reeves may not want to come back because Cal didn't really like playing him, and after the Arkansas game, Cal talked about fragile Frederick being the most impactful player of the game when he had one basket. People really need to stop getting worked up about Cal's coach speak after games. Um, yeah, I, if, if you've ever work. listened to Antonio Reeves' coach speak, I bet you I, – I, I would be willing to wager that about 50% of what Cal says just goes in one ear and out the other with Reeves. Like they're, And that's not like – I'm not doing an indictment on Reeves. Hell, when I was in the huddle, I listened to half the thing the coaches said. Reeves strikes me as that kind of guy that like it just it, – it don't bother him. He's just Reeves. He's just doing him. Cal was a little slower to get playing Reeves. I think it was kind of defensive motivation. But once Reeves had the keys, he had a Malink Monk role. He had a Jamal Murray role. Yeah, I don't know how anybody light. could get mad about it, that role. Now, maybe mm-hmm. the concern is, does that change next year with those other guards? But, like, no, if you go out there and you're capable of scoring 35 points, DJ Wagner is going to get you the ball. Rob Dillingham is going to get you the ball. Those, if those guys are both on the court with you, it'll probably be one of them and then you and then Edwards. And, like, yeah, I don't know. Thirty-five points carries. They're gonna. His role will be everything he wants it to be at UK. If that's if, assuming the nil is set up. A text yeah, says, it, "Oh, yeah, go ahead." Yeah. I, I I was just gonna say, like uh, he had the green light. He missed like fifteen shots in the Subway tournament, and Cal didn't take him out. So, like, I think he 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 had the stamp of approval. Uh, John sent in a, a long text. Uh, he's calling LeBron the sweep. I'm just, I'm just glossing over, making sure there's no. He's not detailing his sex life any further. Sizzy's feels like he's in the '70s of basketball again, with two bigs being considered the best part in the leagues. Yeah, that is that is kind of that is interesting. I mean, Shaq, he was the best player in the league. Was there another great big with him at the time? Well, anyways, we're out of time. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Thanks for texting. And we have a few more that we didn't get to. We can save them for tomorrow. There's some good jokes at your expense. So. Do the Batcats win? No. No. Okay. So we'll suck at both of you. Batcats pull off the W, and Nick Mingione sees the second round and the double elimination round of the SEC tournament. Kirby, leave the jokes to the professionals, pal. We'll come back. We'll read them tomorrow. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kaylin. Oh. Oh.